0: of Kick It to Scoops, second edition of Ticket to Scoops. Hello everyone and welcome to a very special edition of Kick It to Scoops, I'm your host Cooper Gretch. Cooper Gretch here, I'm your host Cooper Gretch. The very very loaded you guys today. game, not oh, enough. My team of the week. Tell me a bit about yourself, just to fill me in quickly. Good? Yeah. No worries, thanks for having us, Cooper, appreciate it. Best time in four goals and over 28 disposable. Hello everyone and welcome to Kick It The Scoops. I'm your host, Cooper Gretsch, the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors and results. We've got a very loaded show for you guys today. We've got the world famous segment, Scoops Goes Bang! Uh, I've got three topics to rant on about, also got my team of the week, my super coach talk, I'm going to review the rounds just gone and upcoming, no scoops medal vote still, as I said, between round 23 and week one of the finals, I'll have a scoops metal extravaganza show, um, I'm trying to make it as big as I can, um, it'll be solely just about the scoops metal single episode on that, from rounds, I think it's from the end of the bar rounds to round 23, so this is going to be a big, big show. My Rolling All Australian team will not be on the show the last three rounds. It will just simply be a reveal on the podcast between that re- round 23 and round one of the final series, so week one of the final series. So we'll go through that then. So we will start off with this. You want me on Cameo, head to Cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. You want me to roast your friend, you want me to tell them they suck at coach? Cricket, footy, whatever. Um, you want me to congratulate someone on something though? Anything at all. As long as it's appropriate, I will fulfil your request. Cameo.com forward slash Cooper Chi. I love doing cameos and I'll love to keep doing some more for you guys. Been doing it for over a year and I love doing them. Also, merch. New t shirts, designs, lift your game t shirts. We had a few bought instantly when the t shirt was out last Tuesday night. Um, still plenty available. Uh they'll be there for a while, but um, Go and get yours today ASAP before they run out of stock. Now, also, there's other t shirts there as well. You we can get the Acknowledge Me t shirts, Scoop Goes Bang, you a Block t shirt, the Kick It Scoop's original t shirt. There's a few hats remaining. I think it's under five. I think it might be three at exactly at the top of my head. Same stickers, so go and get yours today. Face masks, a handful of them as well as only a dozen or so left of them. Uh, go and get yours today, and the stubby holders are still there. Um, now, Before I start off with that world-famous segment, I've got a few things to point out. Just reported through afl.com.au that the AFL trade period and draft dates have been revealed. The AFL trade period, or the free agency period window, will begin on Friday, September 30. We'll go through all the way till Friday, October 7. That's for free agency. The trade period, the heavily debated trade period, the trade period we love, and I will be covering throughout the weeks of the trade period, a week and a half, that will trade period will officially begin on Monday, October 3rd and run through to Wednesday, October 12th of the deadline day again, finishing in prime time at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, AEDT. And I will be covering the trade period as I always do. Um, this is That is when I normally would do some lives, go live on YouTube or Instagram. Uh, and I plan to do that throughout the trade period as well. So it's a trade period you won't want to miss. And you won't miss a damn thing of the trade period. By just heading to afl information trade rumors and results on facebook afl info live on instagram and if you want any other further information on the trade period, you know what to do send me a message and i'll um go through any trade goss rumors etc you want to go through now let's start off with that world famous oh i'll beg your bowl coops you're jumping the gun again mate the draft <laughs> i said the trade period dates now, from Cal Toomey on See, credit you See, I've credited you, Cal. Maybe you should have done it for me with Luke Bruce trade last year, rumored. Mm. Anyway, Cal's writing on Twitter that the issue is NAB AFL draft. We hold over two nights again, with the first night being on Monday, November 28th. And the second day will be on Thursday, Tuesday, November 29th. So the 28th and 29th of November. The rookie draft and preseason drafts to follow on Wednesday, November thirty. Now, now we can start off with the world famous segment scoops goes bang ah uh, three things to bang on about maybe four if i got time oh the volcano cane corns is in the limelight yet again this time for something pretty pretty poor okay you know. talking about josh bruce the ex-saner still was a favorite of mine now he says and I quote, before the game against Geelong on Saturday night, he says, and I quote on SEN: I was surprised Western Bulldogs stayed with Josh Bruce in the senior team. He doesn't look like it. Kane, he's come back off an ACL injury. Played a few VFL games. Had a hamstring tightness. Missed a game or two in the VFL. Went back to the VFL. Sorry, he played one VFL game. Had some hamstring, hamstring soreness tightness. Strain, whatever. Missed a week or two. Came back by two weeks in the VFL. Yeah, he's two weeks back had been scrappy. First game against the Saints. Coincidentally, he came back. Anyway, he had two possessions. Three possessions, sorry. And he was held well by Cal Wilkie. Week prior, he had two possessions. Yeah, not great. But who are you going to play? You got Shacky. At the time, Jamara. No. And Sam Darcy. When they're needing to win the games, they need their best forward line. And Josh Bruce is a part of that. And he went again, Kane, on the Sunday Footy Show. And had a go at Josh Bruce and saying his form was before again against Geelong. I'm sorry, Kane. I didn't know 11 possessions for a key forward was pretty bad against Geelong, who's ranked number one on the ladder so far. What's so wrong about that, Kane? Seriously. There's plenty of other players you could be worrying about. And you're worrying about Josh Bruce? Seriously, Kane. Lift your game! He says some good things, and then he says some stupid things, Kane. Kane, you can still come on the podcast. You said you would. So how about you deliver on that response, Kane? Come on, lift your game, mate. Now, the next thing I'm going to bang on about is Dylan Shield critics. Now, a bomber. People go, oh, Kuba, you hate this. Wow, well, if you're about to listen to this, um, you may not say that anymore. Now, Dylan Shield critics. The Dylan Shield has been called a lot of things by a lot of media. He's been called soft and weak and everything like that. Now, against North Melbourne yesterday, they got dominated in centre clearances. Uh, in, in the first half, it was 11-2 in favour of North, despite winning the game yesterday. Wow. Well, to the Dylan Shield critics who call him soft, Dylan Shield, this is during the game yesterday, despite him not playing with hamstring saunas, Dylan Shield is ranked number one in the AFL this season for centre bounce clearances. So you can't tell me that he's soft. They didn't see Luke Parker. Was he soft maybe then? Well maybe. But in general, you can't be called you can't be soft and be number one in the AFL for Senate clearances. I seen this state yesterday and I just thought, you know, gotta give Dylan Shield the credit he deserves because all the shit he copped for being weak and soft and everything. You can't be soft if you rank number one in the AFL for Senate bounce clearances, which means He's in and under, getting the ball. Or he's a handball receiver, what does not matter? He's still in there, getting the job done. So to his critics, what comeback have you got for that? I've not been a critic of him. Sure, has he been underperforming with this Johnson? Essendon? Yeah, probably. But if he's number one in the eighth for centre-band's clearances, clearly he's doing something right. So to the critics of him, lift your game. Pathetic. Ah, uh, 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 Brett Ratten. <laughs> uh, rats. Rats. I've had hashtags ratten out. I've had a lot of things. Brett review. Uh, glad you got the job at the time. You got it. After Richo. OK finals in 2020. Great. Now, I've always been one to criticize other clubs, in particular Geelong, for doing these late-change bullshit moves, tactics, where they just pull plays out every single week. Now, St Kilda don't do it every single week. They make stupid selections, stupid selection, selections, pardon, pun, every single week. And they try to undo that goodness on selection on Thursday night. There was plenty of players that said should have come in. Dan Hanabry, Mitch Owens, Tommy Campbell, Tommy Highmore, uh, Jack Bartell even as well. Did they do any of that? They did. They brought in Dan Hanbury. I thought awesome. Great to see Hanners back. And we'll get to Hanners in the Saints game soon. He was awesome. It's great to see Hannes back. Tommy Campbell was in. I thought, oh, hello. They finally named him. They shouldn't have named him every time Ryder or Marshall wasn't in. Because he's, the VFL form averaging twenty-five disposals, a goal a game, and over forty hitouts Deserved a spot inside Tommy Campbell. You see so you named I thought, great. You named him. Mid challenge, you didn't. Mm, annoying. Tommy Homer, you didn't name. Annoying. You dropped uh, Ryan Burns, I thought, good. Gresham Billings out injured was shit. Um, unfortunate. JB's going to be in doubt again for this week. Week by week proposition. And is out for five months with a knee injury. So that's actually another thing I didn't mention too. too. Rat said after the game, oh, yeah, no, nah, he's fine. He's fine, Gresham. Uh, he's a bit sore, but it was just precautionary because we read the game done in the last few minutes. Yesterday. He goes, well, that didn't happen. Now he's out for five months. Five months. You got him from... Being okay to five months. People can say, oh, things may have gone worse after a few days. Well, St. Kilda's had a long, long, long history of um, lying to the fans and members about injuries. Why do you have to lie about injuries? Like D-Mac, Dan McKenzie this year. Times this year, he was meant to miss a week. Then it led to be another week, another week, another week. Four weeks of one week's. Then the week Ryder got injured, he's one week. Then turned into th- four to six, four to six. Then he was three to four at the start of last week. Then during the week when they announced the Gresham and Billings' injuries on Thursday last week, in the same week when it was three to four on Tuesday, it was now two to three on Thursday. Can you make up your minds? You can't just magically re- recover like just like that in a day or two. Every week, or it goes up a week, stagnates a week, goes down a week. And um, can you stop lying and just be upfront? If he's going to miss four weeks, say he'll miss four weeks. Don't go, oh yeah, no, nah, it'll be two, then go one, an extra one. Oh, no, nah, I didn't feel good. No, nah, another one, another one. It it is absolutely annoying. So, what's he going to play? So, Dougal Howard will be back. Should, if you go by your injury report, should. Now, the Tom Campbell non-selection, or selection. They end up being a non-selection. If you listen to Brett Ratton, his press conference after the game. Tom Campbell was a laid out. And I said to people around me, I said, I guarantee you they did this intentionally and never had the plan to play Tommy Campbell. I don't know what he's got against Tom Campbell, I don't know. Um well, can just show he does. It has something against him, but I don't know why. Uh anyway, he was selected, then not selected. And Brent Ratten was asked. Finally, adjourned had some balls to ask him this question and say, uh, what was with the non-selection of Tom Campbell? You selected him and then didn't select him. Well, he then self-admitted that they were never going to play him. He said, oh, well, the Saints VFL San him had a buy, so we thought we'd try and exploit the opposition. Really, Rats. You could be Jason Dunstall or you could be Mark Blake. It is not a smart move to do. It's not a good move to do. I don't like it when Geelong does it, and I won't like it when you do it. It's a stupid, stupid, stupid move. Dumb move. Be out front and honest. Secretive. It is... No one cares. The opposition doesn't even go, oh, shit, he's not in now. Oh, shit, he's in now. Like when Geelong do it, I don't like it when they do it. They do it to every opposition almost every week. It's not cool. It's not smart. Do you think Sam Mitchell gave a flying, you know what, that you made the late switch? And then you tried to backtrack on your statement by saying, oh... Well, Ned Reeves was there, and we didn't expect that. What, you didn't expect that on the selection night when it was publicly known that he was out? And you decided to last-minute intentionally pull out Tom Campbell? I'm not buying. You tried to backtrack what you said, and I'm not believing that at all. Name the side properly, select the right players, and then we'll have no issue. But when it can keep having an issue until you select the side properly, that's lift your game. Now, Mark McVeigh, a coach uh, that... Shouldn't get the gig, which and he won't, if Glyco gets it. But the one thing I want to say about Mark McVay, the, from the positive side of things, he did what Brett Ratton does not do, and what a lot of coaches don't do, and they don't have the balls to do it. Mark McVeigh, after they got smashed by the Swans, which we we'll get to later, they, he, Mark McVeigh, signalled out pretty much the entire squad. Well, he named eight players that did well. Uh, I'll get the list up in front of me. Most of them were the... Um, Experienced players I'm just gonna get the exact names in front of me. Uh, where are we? Uh, there were probably eight players that really went to the wall to, to went to the wall today Kelly Whitfield Perryman Sam Taylor Cal Ward Hogan Toby Green and Adam Kennedy also those eight plays fought right through to the end and gave absolutely everything eight plays doing that is not enough so basically he shit on the other players that didn't pull their finger out of their ass. I wish Brett Ratton would act like that. I don't care, if do it properly, I don't, I don't think he does. You've seen the acting he does on camera for the Saints and I cut on the membership things. You've seen him smile when he was meant to be angry after losing to Essendon or whoever it was. Or one of the most recent, the Bulldogs lost. Yeah, the Bulldogs lost. And they didn't edit it properly, that media team did they? They forgot to edit out his smile, then they cut it quickly. You were a second or two too late in cutting. You didn't cut it properly with that game as well. Um, pathetic rats! Right? Come on, be like Mark McVeigh. Have some balls to single out players who're playing shit and actually drop players. He does never drops players. At least Mark McVeigh, in this short time, he's going to be their interim coach. He's probably made more bold selection statements and bold public statements than you've made in your entire time as coach. Lift your game. So, hope you guys enjoyed that edition of the World Famous Segment. Scoops, Goose, Bang. (laughs) Now, leave your thoughts down below. Now, we'll go through... What are we going to go through now? We're going... Also, two on the show, guys. I'm going to go through the eighth spot. Whose spot is it? St Kilda, Richmond, and the Bulldogs. I'll give my reasons why, who I think it'll be later on, or at some point during the show Today. And Supercoach talked. We didn't mention that before. Uh not a great week in the Supercoach. But we'll now go through pre uh yes, we'll review round twenty. Now let's go all the way back to Friday night in Perth. It was the Demons getting a convincing wing over the Dockers in Perth. A bit of wet conditions towards in some parts of the game, which the Dockers don't love. Wet conditions. 3-0 thirty-nine defeated easily by Melbourne 85, Melbourne by 46. When Melbourne needed to cement their spot in the top four for now, every spot in that eight is up for grabs right now. Even the positioning. Even even Geelong to some extent. And now I'm not saying they'll fall out of the four. But like first to third or something like that. It's still up for grabs. It is still up for grabs. And for this game alone, Melbourne took it for the disappointing Dockers. Um, Will Brody was one of their best. Hayden Young, Dave Mundy. Um, but there wasn't many other great contributors. Andy Brasher did okay. Hayden Young. But... Yeah, disappointing. Melbourne didn't have Ben Brown. They had Sam Wiener who had one touch from a free kick in the goal square to get a goal. He'll be dropped this week for sure for Ben Brown, you would think, logically speaking. Uh, Vardy was one of Melbourne's best players. Oliver is not playing well at the moment. James A did a good job on him, and James A. had a fair amount of the ball as well. Um, yeah, it was a win Melbourne needed for some momentum, and uh, disappointing for the Dockers to not be competitive pretty much throughout this whole game. Uh, Rory Lobb seems to have checked out already. Or the dockers if he hasn't earlier saturday matches the pies do it again the pies 88 defeated the power 82 10 six point victory to the uh, six point victory to the pies 10 wins in a row for the pies all last 10 wins goes fun stat they've had in their 10 wins no win margin higher than 11 points just think that through so they've won every game by a goal Or or just under two goals. They've won every game by under two goals. And most, six points or less. It is an unbelievable stat. Craig McRae's doing an awesome job. Is a question mark on whether they're going to keep getting away with this. Now, sure, they'll probably lose a game here, or or will they? Ten in a row under 11 points. Craig McRae's doing a great job. This is just the type of form these 10 weeks they've had will be great for finals. Because I'm sure in finals there'll be some close games. And they've had... Some great experience, clearly having 10 games under 11 points, 11 points or less. So, great form going in. Geordie he was back. Kane, someone you criticised, was awesome. And uh, that shut you up on him. You had to admit on the footy show yesterday on Sunday footy show on 9 with TJ and the crew that you had to admit he done well, and he did. As did um, Nick Dacos did okay as well. Um, Brodie Gruny played in the VFL. that didn't have his best. Number-wise, game for the VFL, Brody Grundy. I'm sure be back for Mason Cox. He'll be gone, skis. The power, Rosie Butters. Awesome again. Carl Amon again. He's going to leave St. Kilda Hawthorne with the clubs he signed in between. Um, yeah. Charlie Dixon was awesome the week before, though. Not his best game this week, but still an important player for them. Finlayson is in the ruck with Dixon. Is some somehow working for them. Instead of playing Sam Hayes or Brian Teakle, or Scotty Lysett said, I know he's been injured most of the time, so it's Teakle in the last month. Been back in the sample last few weeks. Sam Hayes must be going too well. They want to stick with Finlayson and Dixon, but it's been working. Point Kenny Hinckley should get the gig again next year. If he hasn't officially got it, he will get it, you would think. Uh, no shame losing the possible six points. They could have won that game. Jace Burgoyne got a late goal of a minute to go, so they had a minute left to equal the scores. Um, so I'll be happy with Point This Their start is what's stuffed to up. by 0-5. But they'll be happy with how they go on Boke and Wines with some good contributors for the power again against the Pies. Josh Carmichael, awesome as a sub, coming on in the second half again. The Swans in the uh, the Derby in Sydney. Uh, Swans, 112, 39 to the Giants. It was what they had to do 73 point victory to the Swannies. Um, yeah, disappointing for the Giants. As I said, they've checked out already. Um, Eight plays according to Mark McVeigh that did well, the rest were garbage, the other fourteen to fifteen. Depending on the sub as well. Can't blame the sub. But um yeah, so the other fourteen, so yeah, pretty useless according to Mark McVeigh. The Swans, you know, Errol Gordon was awesome. Luke Parker, um, Chad Warner was great as well. Great to see. Um, yeah. It was a great win for the Swans. Um Momentum heading into finals because they need to be heading into this form. Ah, the game you've all been waiting for me to talk about the Saints. 75 defeated the Hawks, 63, St Kilda by 12 points. Now, now this game could have been a lot, lot worse than it ended up being for both sides. And I'm going to tell you why. St Kilda in the first half were up by about 26 points in half time, I think it was, give or take. St Kilda up at the top of the end with 5 goals, 7 at halftime. time. You go, that's not great, but it's not in, very, very bad. Well, a lot of those behinds could, should have been. In fact, almost all of them. I'll come out on them limb to say all of them should have been goals. There was not really any hard shots that they missed. So, they should have been up by at least 50 points at time. The Hawthorne not playing that bad. Then, were up to about 40-odd points in the third quarter. And I thought, come on, we need the percentage to close up to the Bulldogs. If they had come down a percentage, because the percentage is all important. I thought, yeah, well need to keep building. I get a 70-point win, and I'll be happy. Oh, I wanted more, but, you know, oh, I would have taken 70. But in St. Kilda, typical St. Kilda fashion, they can't bury a freaking side, no matter if you're North Melbourne or bloody a top side. This is what frustrates me. That's what the percentage is always shit. They either check out when they're behind and keep getting beaten, or when they're ahead, they don't bury a side. So what they do, they were happy being 40 points up. Rats, see, this is why I don't like Ratten as the coach right now. 40-odd um, points up. So side should bury them or at least contain that margin. They didn't even contain that margin. They just let Hawthorne go bang, 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 bang in the end. And when Luke Brewst, got a goal. With five minutes to go, made it 12 points. I thought, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I thought, no, 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 no. Big boy McAvoy standing up in the last quarter. Um, I thought, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Oh shit, I thought, Jesus, I'm going to have to write a post about this. Um, and luckily, they had another shot and they missed. We had a shot we missed. Uh, lucky they held on. Brad Crouch was awesome, as he always is. Jack Steele, the man of steel. Dan Hanabry, goal in 27. Uh, great goal from Hannes, a dribbler. The chief, Jason Dunstan, was on call. I don't know what he said about that goal, but um, he wouldn't have liked it, no, I'm sure. The dribbler, and it bounced up. I could just tell the way it was bouncing. It was going to bounce over the players' heads, and it did. Hannes, great to see him get back in. That was his 100th career goal going on to Hannes. It's goal in 27. Had a really good, impactful game. I love seeing from Hannah's. People, a lot of critics of Dan Hanbury, And, yeah, sure, he's been injured a lot. But when he's played, he's shown how important and bloody good he still is. Not injured, Hannah's is still awesome. Now, uh, people can go, oh, he's on this big money. He took a pay cut two years ago, you fools. So he's not technically on 700, 800 when you average it out. It might be only 600. 5.50-ish, so and his off-field um, experience, leadership, you know, when he's injured, coaching the VFL or helping out in the AFL on the bench when he can and during training, it's a very important player, he's a very vocal rat, and has spoken about him numerous times, a lot of the plays have too, so it's great to see Hannes do well. For the Hawks, uh, John Newcombe was part of the reason why they came back in the last quarter, um, but there wasn't many, James Sicily wasn't his best game for sis oh, one pet peeve of mine, guys, please, please let me know your thoughts on this. Sicily and Cal Wilkie were two victims of this in this game. When the ball is close to your defensive line, you know you can rush the ball when you're under pressure, when you're in the goal square, distance you're within the 10 or 9 meters, whatever they say. You can rush the ball, you know, Cal Sis, far out. So, you have been a regular, um, um, what's the right word? Regular offender of this. Like, Rush it through. You're allowed to rush it through. Don't throw it. Don't try and walk it over being tackled. Handball it through. When you've got pressure and you're in the 10 metres, you're allowed to do it. So do it. Kalwiki, a good defender. You think a lot of these players would have smarts, and they do not have football smarts. This is part of the difference between some sides. In fact, all sides probably still do it. Not all footballs are smart people. Because if they were, they would know in instances like this, they can rush it through. Saints get to win an important win. Three big games coming. Geelong and Geelong. The Lions at Marvel. And then the Swans at Marvel. So three big games for the Saints. They need to win. Probably two of them. But we'll get to that later. Bulldogs. Oh, I was getting nervous watching this game on my phone. On the way back from the Saints game. And uh, seeing the Bulldogs being up 20-1 to 1 in the first half. So, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. All that work of winning is almost going to be irrelevant in terms of the ladder. But at least we don't drop. But Bulldogs still would have been ahead. Now it's that typical Geelong. The one time I want them to win, they're not going to win. But they did. They came back. Great. This one time only, I'll be happy you came back. No other. No other weeks am I going to say this about Geelong. So they got the win. It was most important for them to stay on top. For the Saints to stay in the eight. So thank you for once, Bulldogs. Um, Norton Kane. You want to talk about people not informed? Look at Aaron Norton's not in form at all. Jack McRae, for his best, has dropped off the last three weeks or so, for his standards. Your mate, Bontem Pally, same boat. Um, Maybe not dramatically bad, but not his usual best. So, like, where's the criticism of these players? Or do you only mention them when they're going well? Exactly. Um, yeah, Geelong got the win. Tom Stewart came back from suspension. Uh, Yeah, it was great for them to see him back because he's an important player. For them, they're the Crows and the Dockers. The, uh, the Crows and the Dockers. The Cro- Crows and the Blues, probably the upset of the round. The Crows, 84, beat Carlton pretty convincingly at 55 by 29 points. Tex, awesome. Rory Laird, awesome. It has to be, has to be a Brownlow contender. If he is not, I will be very, very disappointed. I wouldn't say shocked because he's not a Victorian player, but I'll be up. Absolutely disappointed if he's not a contender same with Torik Miller as well. Unbelievable really was awesome Tex was awesome I can't tell you this if Tex Walker hadn't missed the start of the season through suspension he had he'd be in the all-australian team Let me know what you think of that down below Tex is awesome 3 and 21 for a key position player he's playing his best football at his older age same like Sam Reid at the Swans they're playing very very well and um, great with Carl uh, for the S- crows over Carlton Carlton they lose all three. They've got three tough games. they got Collingwood and Melbourne, and they've got another side in, in the eight, I think. So they're no guarantee to make the eight. They should. So now I was saying a while ago, seven spots are locked in. Well, now with this loss, Carlton's not locked in. They're vulnerable. they got Melbourne and Collingwood in two of their next games. So they want to watch out, Carlton, because if the Saints can pinch a game or two, probably two games, if they can, and if Bulldogs can do the same in Richmond, Carlton could find themselves out of the eight. Amazing. Walsh and Cripps were their best players. So was Doherty. Uh, Jack Sylvani back on the sub. He was dropped. He was dropped. Just so you know that, geeks. That said I was wrong. Sunday games. Sylvani did actually good in the half. Sunday games. Gold coast, 107, defeated the Eagles. The highest scoring game, 104. Gold coast by three points. Mario Child was great, kicking five. Um, Noah Anderson was great Toyk Miller he is awesome he is really really good and like he should be a Brownlee contender and I'll be sh- disappointed if he's not shocked as I said he's not in this not, not a Victorian player or well, team he's not in a Victorian team uh, Jack Darling kicked six had his best game of his season so far he's some good games lately though Jack Darling credit to him um, Toyk Miller Noah Anderson uh, Mario Charles are mentioned as well uh, some of the good plays for them uh, the Eagles have said Tim Kelly was better this week after being Towed up by a young fella from the Saints in Marcus Winhager. Um, he did good. This game, 28 possessions. Uh, they came back. The Eagles, yeah, credit to them. They are down by five goals at halftime. Credit to them to stay in. Credit to the Gold Coast for getting after looking like they were going to lose the lead to regain the lead or regain the lead. So they never lost the lead, but to keep the lead. Um, good to see the Suns and hopefully they'll win another couple of games. They should win two of their next three, so they should end up with 11 wins. The Tigers and Brisbane. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Two results going to the same way last night. Then Brisbane up by six to seven goals at one point during the second quarter and halftime. Five goals at halftime, I think it was. And then oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Boy! Oh boy! Well, we they stuffed it up. Stuffed it. Up. Faze was pissed off and rightly, rightfully so. Mitch Robinson, how he gets the game, I will not know. He's been dropped multiple times, and so he should. His VFL form was okay. If he is named again this week, I'm going to be shocked. Not only did he cost them the game, he hasn't been playing well either. Time for Robbo to go and go worry more about his vlogs. Harsh truth. You can start doing vlogs for VFL games, because he shouldn't be doing any more AFL vlogs. Now, Richmond, Noah Cumberland was awesome. He kicked Five. Noah Cumberland or four. He he's been playing really well since he came on as the sub against the Gold Coast. He's probably been Richmond's most consistent player the last three weeks since he's come in for his debut, if you want to call it a debut. I think it was a sub one game he didn't come on at all, and the Gold Coast one he came on. Um technically his first real game. So Noah Cumberland, credit to him, credit to him. I'm one of the young players of Richmond that I actually have, and that's doing all right. Shy Bolton kicked two goals five was pretty important for them. He could have been easily kicked more than five. Two goals five like Max King kicked two goals five. So they both got the yips in front of goal. Max King's first for behinds in this competition this season. Shy Bolton is second. So just imagine they kick straight with those two. Ah, uh, Max King. Oh, like Max King, but his goal kicking does give me the shits. Um, yeah, and Shy Bolton would be the same for Richmond fans. Brisbane Lockyer Neal was great. Eric Goodwood was good her early was good. And McCluggage, but... And Kadeen Coleman, but... Daniel Rich was out, I know. you got Barras, uh, you got Andrews and Adams down back. her Hipwood, McStay. And Darcy Ford when he got stopped on for Zach Bailey. If anyone can criticise Chris Fagan for that and going, Oh, why'd you put Darcy Ford Rock forward? Well, I mean, when he was playing, he was good. Hipwood came back, which is why he went out. only reason why. He deserved a spot in the 23. It was just unlucky that Zach Bailey was a small one. That was the one that was subbed off. I mean, who's to say if it wasn't a, I don't know, a Darcy Gardner or Marcus Adams. You could have had Hipwood or McStay push back. And Darcy Ford could go forward. But if McInerney got in the ruck. Darcy Ford was playing well in the ruck, actually, with McInerney at one point. When they were both in together. So, um, no, I... And like Chris Wray, didn't want to explain it. He says maybe it was the wrong call and the conditions and stuff. But I uh, had nothing wrong with that. This, this media trying to get another story out of the Brisbane Lions and trying to bring up the hoodoo. Um, yeah, at the MCG. But anyway, disappointed for the Lions. Come on, Lions. Come on, face. Make, them, make a statement of selection. Come on, mate. Now, Essendon and North Melbourne. Essendon, they did what they had to do. One fourteen to 66 against North. 48 points. Zuha, Jai Simpkin was awesome. He was absolutely awesome. Probably BOG. Great stringer kick five for Essendon. Uh, Zach Merrick in one and thirty-eight was pretty good as well. So yeah, Mason Redmond was pretty good for Essendon as well. Um but yeah, it was an easy win for them. I thought North looked like they may come back at times, but Essendon was just too good for them. But again, Essendon only beat up on the bottom side. So yeah, I know they've had some good wins against St. Kilda, Sydney, and Brisbane's VFL team, Brisbane's VFL team. I'm not counting that one. So St Kilda and Sydney, yep, good. But, uh, yeah, they did what they had to do against North Northwise, 48 points. Now, let's go through my team of the week. Sorry, I just uh, had a message come up. I've been uh, trying to get some more people on my podcast at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to get all that still sorted with people. I'm trying to get more guests, guys. If you know anyone from AFL clubs that you want on the show, please let them know so we can get some more guests on, because that's truly what I want to do for you guys. Now, yeah, so let's go through my team of the week. Team of the week. Oh, I just closed the tab down, you fool. Come on, Scoops. Lift your game, mate. get your Lift your, ga- lift your game t-shirts for $25 and postage on the site. Merch link is in the description of this video. Please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I want to aim for 20 likes. If you're in the chat, leave a like. You can leave a comment, you can leave a like, you can leave a description. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. You want to see me rant about someone every week, or people, or teams, or clubs, whatever. Subscribe. Want my knowledge. Subscribe. Any reason you want to see me, just subscribe to the channel. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Now, my round 20 AFL team of the week. From the back line, the pockets, Mason Redman and Ben Patton. Full back, Shannon Hearn. Half back line, Jaden Stevenson and Brody Smith. Center half back, Sam Taylor. Wingers, David Mundy and Rory Laird. centreman Connor Rosie, Half forward line, Noah Cumberland and Jack Darling. Center half forward, Marby Old Choll. Forward Pockets, shy Bolton and Jake Stringer. Full Forward, Eric Hipwood, Ruckman, Rowan Marshall. Rovers, Jai Simkin and Patrick Cripps. Interchange, Toik Miller, Brad Crouch, Tex Walker and Zach Merritt. Emergency is a long emergency list today. It was so hard to pick for this round. Errol Goulden, Jack Steele, Luke Parker, Darcy Byrne Jones, Sam Walsh, Noah Anderson, Dan Hannabury Brandon Walker from Freo, and Sam Doherty. Uh, some reasons, why well, <laughs> the long list of emergencies of all the players in those positions that they play on the bench, they just got get named in. It was really line ball. Mason Redmond was dominant. Ben Patton, 25, 13 intercept positions, 80% of efficiency. Paddo, coming from injuries probably his best game in his career, or one off, anyway, especially since his injury. horrific broken leg injury. Right under Pado Paddo, because he's been in there on the cusp, being dropped again. So, uh, good. Well Pato. Stevenson talked harshly. One of my fellow former guests, Steve O, at 34th the halfback, was pretty good, and he silenced the critics again in one of those bean cane coins. Well oh, done, Jaden. Keep it up, mate. Uh, Brody Smith, um, his best game of recent time. Sam Taylor, he's an all Australian lock. He has to be. He just has to be. If he's not, you will see me rant about it when that gets announced officially, but he'll be in mine, Up. Oh, you say Cooper, you just spoiled it. Well, I'm just telling you right now he's in he's a lock. David Mundy, um, thirty five in a in a losing effort. It was really good eye efficiency meters gained. David Mundy too just announced by the way his retirement after nineteen years in the AFL. So David Mundy, congratulations on a great career, mate. Over the Dockers can end, you can they can end you out, send you out on high, mate. And the the funny the seen being signs and people saying online flag mantle or hopefully Dave Mundy. You've had a great career. You were near 400 games. Hopefully, they can send you out with a premiership, Dave. Congratulations, mate, and uh, well done on your career. And no, that's not why he's in my team. That's not why he's not in the team. The way you And Dave, hopefully you're in again for the next few rounds, mate. Well done. Connor Rosie. Why am I saying I love that? Because I can. Connor Rosie. He's awesome. Kane Corn's favorite player. Um, you watch Kane get him in the squad, guarantee, and he probably deserves to. One of your names in the final team. He could be. Rory Laird, don't have to justify that. He's a Brownling contender. Noel Cumberland kicked five. Early. Darling six, Choll five. Bolton two goals, five. Had 23 odd possessions. Kip would kick four. It was important. Four goals, three. Could easily kick seven. Stringing five, that was obvious. Royal Marshall had 30 possessions and 30 hairs as a ruck. Obvious choice. Uh, yeah, all these selections are just self-explanatory. Brad Crouch had 11 clearances, like 11 tackles, uh, 31 possessions. Decent efficiency. Um, awesome. Tex Walk, 3 and 21 was awesome. Um, Gordon kicked 2 and 32 could have been he's Still had 31 at 81% efficiency. Uh, Parker had 34 possessions, couple scoring shots. Darcy Byrne Jones had 30 for the emergency. Sam Walsh had 40. Now, people are going to say to me, how did you not have a guy who had 40? It's not because they lost, because I've always said it doesn't matter if they win or lose, it's how the individual goes, and I'll stand by that forever. Um, his efficiency wasn't great, um, and normally that still wouldn't matter. You'd still put him in. I just really wanted to have Toik and Brad Crouch and they did just deserved a the spot. They did. Um, they put in great effort, and there were reasons why the Saints won. Um, yeah, I just had to have them in. Sam Walsh was good too. Um, Noah Anderson was awesome for the Suns, but couldn't fit him in. Same with Hanbury, Brandon Walker and Sam Dockney. Dockley at 32, but didn't have the best efficiency, which is why he was the one that was left out. Same with and Byron Jones was ahead of him in that position anyway. Uh, Brandon Walker. Now, he had 16 positions. And I know he's in emergency. So it doesn't really matter. But I thought he's he's, if he's 16 disposals. He was very efficient, especially in the first half. You see him breaking the lines. He won two handballs in place and setting up some scores for the Dockers in the first half in particular. Which is why he was there. Had, they, or had he continued that in the second half, I probably would have named him in the team of the halfback line. So, Yeah. Oh, actually, actually, when you think about it, the team plays that we're in. Look, in other words, I might have considered him for the bench. But he was pretty good. Um, so, yeah, that's my round 20 AFL team of the week. Now, i want to go through my Supercoach talk. 2,102, I had scored uh, scored th- in the top 13%. Now, I dropped 3% in the ranking. I'm pissed off. One trade to go. Um, Cully's going to get suspended for sure. While I'm recording, he hasn't got suspended yet. Um, then... Trelaw and Hewitt and Gresh. I'd trade Gresh according to Tim Ingleish. That freaking worked, didn't it? Um then, yeah, it's a few interesting moves I've had to make. Um, just wait on George Shuart. Uh, if he doesn't play, I can play Jace Burkham, but I don't be playing rookies. I had to play three rookies on the weekend and play one short. So it's 2,102. It's not too bad considering that, but I have not scored, besides the borrowers, because they don't count, I have not scored under 2,000 this year, so it's a credit to me. Um, I want to keep that going. So, yeah, one trade left. Uh, the captaincy choice this week, Um, just keeping it on Rory Leggers, why not? They play uh, in the last game, Toik Miller, I'll put as the vice captain. Uh, now, in the screenshots, you can see it's not what I've got, but again, it, this team is all to be determined. Uh, so, from the back line, James Sicily, Jack Sinclair, Hayden Young, Jane Shaw, Jack Crisp, and George Stewart. Bench, ideally, Jace Burgoyne and Sam Skinner. Captain Laird, Toik Miller, Clayton, this is the midfielders, Rory Laird, Captain, Toik Miller, Vice Captain, Clayton Oliver, Lockie Neal, Cullen Mills, Jack McRae, Andy and Ben Keys. Bench, Mitch Owens, great back, Cooper Hamilton, James Cheaters, Bench, uh, Ruckman, Todd Goldstein, Ronald O'Brien, two per average performances for them, Brian Teakle. Bench, Forwards, C.B. Canilio, Will Brody, Tim English, the new in, Isaac Heaney, from last week, that is for English, Isaac Heaney, Pat Lipinski, Adam Trello, Bench will be Cully, Jai Cully and Ned Long, I uh, hope that Trelaw plays. Um, because then I'll have to trade Trelaw. Otherwise, if it, then I can trade somebody else. Probably George Hewitt. Probably George Hewitt. Um, any advice? If you're someone that's ranked in the top 1% and you're in the top maybe 150 50, 20 in super coach, um, you want some advice on uh what moves you may or may not want to do, or just to win your leagues, please send it down below or email me at filling for live at gmail.com. Or Instagram AFL for local Facebook AFL information, trade rumors and results. Now, let's go through my ladder predictions. Now, eighth spot, I think I did a ladder predictor actually. I just I was talking to some people, so I had okay. This is what I had. I tipped St Kilda beating Brisbane and Sydney, losing to Geelong. Now, now again, before this is not my tips. If I just confirm, these are not my predictions I want to happen. This is what I think will happen. Um, So I would have St Kilda beating Brisbane and Sydney, not beating Geelong. Uh, I would have the Bulldogs beating Hawthorne and GWS, but not being Freo this week. For Richmond, I'd have them beating Port Adelaide. Um, Yeah, hang on. No. Hang on, now I'm confusing myself here. Ah, oh, no. Okay. I had Richmond losing to Port and beating Essendon and whoever they, the other team they play. And, okay, I've just written that down wrong. My apologies. Richmond losing to Port but beating Essendon and their other opponent. And Carlton losing all three. because I said, they've got Collingwood, Melbourne, and some other top side. So, um, if that happens, that has Carlton out of the eight, St. Kilda in the eight, and also has Richmond in the eight. So, it's got to be a real interesting one to see. How things transpire now. Let's go through my previewing round 21 Leave me know your, your thoughts down below John. on who you think makes the 8th 7th and 8th spot who gets it? Okay, more likely than is it comes and could stay? Is Richard or Bortles come in? Port and Golkers are done Unfortunately for those two sides. They're going to preview round 21 Three rounds to go three important rounds for those sides in particular and the sides all in the eight. essentially the top 10 teams are still all in the mix for the eight spots All the way on Friday night at the MCG, 7.50 Victorian time. Melbourne hosting the Pies. Can the Pies win 11 in a row? I think they can. It'll probably be another close game. I'm going for the Pies. Craig McCree's doing an awesome job. Saturday, Hawthorne v. Gold Coast in Utah Stadium in Tassie. 1.45 Victorian time. I'm going for the Suns to go back-to-back victories. GWS hosting Essendon at Giants Stadium. 2.10 Vic time. In Essendon. I'm going to tip Essendon in this one. Um, Twilight game now. The three most important games of the round for the latter. Western Bulldogs v. Fremantle at Marvel Stadium. 4.35, 435 Victorian time. I'm going to tip the Dockers to give the, uh, the Bulldogs the old he ho Come on, Freo. Justin Lumion. Andy Brayshaw. Caleb a so wrong. Alex Pierce. Hayden Young. Come on, boys. Give me the win. St Kilda and Geelong, 725 Victorian time at GMHBA. So, in Geelong, hosting the Saints. You know, I'm tipping St Kilda. Hopefully, you can get the win. It'll be a hard game. But hopefully, we can beat Geelong. And it'll be the first time in a very, very long time beating him in Geelong. And um, nothing better to beat Geelong. Nothing to beat Geelong again twice in a season. So, hopefully, we can get that done. play Adelaide v Richmond in Adelaide, 740 Victorian time. Port v Richmond. Going to the power in a close one. This will be a really interesting game to watch at 7.40 Vic time Saturday night. Sunday games, North Melbourne hosting Sydney at Marvel, 110 Vic time. Sydney will win easily. Brisbane v Carlton, 320 Vic time at the Gabba. I'm going for Brisbane, which again, Danger game for Carlton. This could be the third game. Brisbane, Melbourne, and Collingwood, they got that's the three sides. Um so yeah, Brisbane should win there at the Gabba. Want to bounce back. And the final game around 21 to go through in Perth, Optus Stadium, 17th v 15th. Eagles versus Crows. four ten. Vic time. I'm going for the Crows to give the Eagles the loss. Or to get, get, make West Coast get the loss. I butchered that. I was going to say old heave home. And uh, that's the doctor's scoops. Scoops, come on, mate. Now, guys, my final thoughts are simply this. You want me on Cameo, head to Cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Want me to roast a friend, wish someone a happy birthday, anything at all. Please send it through. Cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Merch. There's all the merch on there. Now, guys, what did you think? I know it's a bit late now. and I should have said this at the start. But what do you think of the new intro I got? Should I keep it? Should I get should I go back to the beach one? What do you guys think? Um, this intro was made by a fan. He doesn't want to be named. Um, he knows who he is. So you've done a great job, mate. Really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do in the future for any other intros, any other podcast, guests, anything at all. Um, yeah, we'll see how it can go. Appreciate you all. Until next week, everyone have a great one. The most important thing of all to remember is go to the saints, And of course, acknowledge me the one.